0: hello mountaineer nation we are back and better than ever ready for season three Out here on the porch, C.J. and Zach come in to join me as we begin to peel back the onion. That is the Backyard Brawl. can never have too much talk on the brawl. Year four of the Neil Brown era here in Morgantown. But now he's got a quarterback in the driver's seat that everyone's excited about. J.T. is ready to ride, are we? It's been 11 years now. Since the Backyard Brawl has been played, but now we will finally yeah, finally see the ball in the air between the Mountaineers and the Panthers So you guys know what to do. If it's in the morning, grab the coffee feel style If it's in the evening, grab the drink and come on back. But first, let's hop into the DeLorean and go back to 2011 of the Backyard Brawl Here we go, here we go, here we go
1: And a series. A Second and 11. Smith takes a strike downfield, and wide right open was Stedman Bailey. A stiff arm for good measure and a sprint to the pylon. Touchdown, Mountaineers! That's the big back, number 20. Second goal. As they hurry up, and here is Allstate, touchdown! (laughs) So, Siri, he's got to make up his mind soon. Can't do that. The last thing you can do is take a sack. Najee good. Clock continues to run down. Desperate at this point. They need a miracle. Oh, Drew Serving with the pressure to close things out as West Virginia's comeback earns them the 104th backyard roll.
0: The sweet sumptuous tones of Joey T, the Tessator man himself. So we just flashed back in that DeLorean to uh, the last meeting with with the Panthers, 2011 Thanksgiving of 2011, a 21-20 win. Zach, how old were you then? Maybe like you were at least in school, correct? I was a senior in high school. Oh man, good times. Were you were, were you up in Morgantown that day?
2: I was not. I've never actually attended a Pitt WVU game. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, I won't this year either, but
0: I will (laughs) definitely be there next year. All right. All right. CJ, buddy, you heard (laughs) that 2011, man. Were you there? I mean, dude. and Zach, by the way, I, I feel for you, brother. But, hey, the waiting is the hardest part, and the wait will be worth it for you. Yes, it will. Just trust me. There's an electricity that is unmatched. First time back to Mountaineer Field in
2: 12 years. I'll I'll be there. You can guarantee yep. it. Yep. Yep. CJ, hey
0: buddy. Yeah, were you I, there in 2011?
1: I unfortunately was not. Um, my girls were born in October of that year, so oh you know we were. Yeah, we were still dealing with NICU stays and all of that. I, I watched it on TV, but no, was unable to attend that one. That's that's a flashback right there for you. I bet, man, Yeah, that's...
0: that's crazy. 11 years, though, fellas. It's been 11 years. That was a great, great victory. Um, too damn long. Yeah, it's been way too long. Hey, we've won three straight in this thing, by the way, too. Just just throwing that out there. Um, none of that's going to matter, though, here on September 1st. And, and, and I got to say, starting it off, first and foremost, I don't know how how to really look at this game. And I think you almost have to make predictions pre-pit and post-pit this season, because who knows, that's going to be such a swing. I mean, you don't want to say that being game one, but it's going to really flip the kind of the narrative on this season. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things about both of these teams is there's just so much newness to both, especially a quarterback to US, former USC quarterbacks, brand new to the schools. It's it's going to be a telling game for both. And to start off in such a highly touted game, it's going to be on game day. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be pretty hype and a lot of expectations flying around for both teams. Pitt's gotten quite a bit of hype coming into the season, I feel like.
0: Number 17, and I think it sets them up perfectly for a face plant. Just have to be honest. Damn, I could not agree more.
1: Eat shit, man. <laughs> I that not blame that it's almost kind of like how this goes. You know, it, from the fan base perspective will be how the season goes. Yeah. <sighs> I I'm excited. Um I love kicking games, you know, the season off with a rivalry game, especially one like this. Um I'm I'm ready to get up there and and curb stomp Pitt. Um you know, currently right now residing in ACC country and 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 the 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 love I think Pitt's getting is it's a little off. absurd. It's a little yeah, absurd, I mean, right? yeah because I mean, last year, I mean, they had a good year last year, but I mean, let's be realistic in the in the con you won the ACC, which was down. I mean,
0: I, I mean <laughs> Clemson was even,
1: effect. yeah, I mean, if Clemson was even eighty percent of what they had been, Pitt doesn't win the conference. I mean, let's just be realistic there. So i I don't know if it's people want them to be back or if it's just maybe a bigger indictment on where the ACC really is right now. Both, I think,
0: but also, I don't think there's any way of getting around this. Like, Pitt's gonna have a pretty good defense on the field, I think. But, but I mean, you cannot replace Pickett and Addison and expect just for this team to just keep moving on like it's no big deal. They're not that type of program, they're not that type of offense. And then you hear the things going on between behind the scenes with Narduzzi and the OCs. Like, this Whipple angle is very interesting, and he made Pickett who he is. Like, he's starting or going to start for the Steelers this season because of Whipple. And now we're going to Signetti. You got that connection. I think, think we're going to be ready for these guys offensively. Like, our defense has never been a problem under Neil Brown. And I've got a good feeling the way he's motivating these guys, we're going to be ready that first
1: game. Yeah, I think we're going to be ready, too. And I I think you bring up some good points. And and the the Addison departure, I think, is the one that really hurts because that's the one Pitt didn't see coming. Right. He's the reigning Bulletnikov award winner. You were 99 percent sure he was in the fold. And then all of a sudden he bounces like so that's one I don't think they were anywhere prepped for. Then you've got Slovis gets hurt in practice. Multiple. What reports is his status? Like, Does anybody well, know that 100 li- right uh, now? See, that's what I was about to get to. Like when it first came out, like it sounded bad in the initial reports. Was like non-contact look good. He was carted off, and then it comes out. Well, it may not be as bad as they thought. It's day to day, but I, that and that's the question. Like, is he going to be good to go? Is he going to be hobbled? What what's what's going to go? Zach,
0: um, I mean, I- I'm interested to kind of get your take on Slovis and this Slovis Daniel potential angle as well.
2: I mean, it's it's pretty crazy, and
0: another another type of uh,
2: connection here too that you all mentioned with Whipple. I heard on three guys today that Whipple was a coach of Neil Brown's when he was in college. Oh yeah, absolutely at UMass. So maybe <laughs> if he's a little disgruntled, probably is.
0: I mean, even if not, he's probably going to talk to him.
2: Yeah, and I mean, between that and all the knowledge that Graham Harrell has about Keaton Slovis and how he plays and what makes him tick from coaching him at USC, obviously Keaton Slovis has knowledge of what Harrell does, but it's a little different. Whenever you know, player knows a coach versus a coach knowing a player, it's just a different I deal. Yeah, and I, I love all the wrinkles that are in this game, all the different angles that you can talk about from every perspective. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy actually. But I I mean like we talked about the quarterbacks will make it all go. Whoever plays better between Slovis and Daniels will obviously give their team a better chance to win. And I love our I love our chances because I think that I think that JT has more to work with in his assortment of weapons than Slovis does. Obviously losing Addison was huge but just looking at the roster, it really doesn't look like they have a whole lot of experience in returning, you know, production at the receiver position. At least we have Ford Wheaton and Sam James who have played plenty of football. And, you know, JT's been there all spring, yep. all fall. Building all that summer. chemistry. Mm-hmm. I said all fall. It's not even fall yet. I'm getting ahead of myself. Hey, you're yeah. ready for it, Zach. That's the whole – that's where we're at, buddy. Hey, the weather's I mean, starting to change. You're getting a little bit of a cool brisk in the morning. Love Ooh. it.
0: But I'll tell you what, buddy, it's 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 about sixty out here on the porch right now, uh, and I've got a sweatshirt on, not a quarter zip, you know.
2: Full blown sweatshirt, I love it. Hey, dude, it's
0: it's time, man. It's time.
2: We're ready. But hey. I I really like what we have going against them. I think I think that JT will really, really show you. up, Slobus. And um, I mean, it's it's got to got to be a little shit on his shoulder too because Slobus ended up taking his job from him. Yep, he's yep. got something to prove. And, yeah.
1: And, and, and Zach you brought up a really good point that I I, I don't know how much is really going to get a ton of attention but you know Graham Harrell Noah and Slovis, like I, to me I feel like that's got to help out the defense where you know he totally. can really tell those guys like hey this is where he's very very comfortable if we can if you guys can push him to this spot or make This is him, where he's vulnerable. Right or if we can make him Wait on routes to develop longer, like you've got a chance to really rattle him. I, I I think that's going to be a much bigger deal than I think people want to initially will think of it.
0: Uh, and and fellas, I mean, we're talking about rattling Slovis here and, and getting pressure. I mean, that's the number one key. We're going to have to get pressure up front, and we we think our D line is probably our strongest kind of room on that mm. defensive side of the football. Right, nine guys. Now, granted, I do. Not deep, yeah, like you said, and that's even losing a king, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to come up with a name for him, like we did Oscar, like Hugh should not be named. <laughs> we'll we'll think about it. it, it'll take some time. It's still early, um, but uh,
2: the you who should not be, should not be named,
0: oh, the you It's not bad. Also, I'm thinking something like the prince and like kind of about his safety thing. We got to kind of, we've got some, <laughs> we've got we'll some time, you we'll know, going shopper. to Miami when you feel unsafe in Morgantown, okay? Um, regardless, of. So, I like the depth we brought back in into the secondary via the via the portal. Cox and Ajay. Both have played a lot of football. I think that's gonna pay dividends in that first game because having those guys back there against maybe not this the, you know, elite weapon like Addison, I think that gives us an advantage there. And you know, and I think we're gonna kinda rattle the crowd, might even be a factor for us against instead of them, I think potentially, Zach. I don't know how you feel. Or CJ, I think there's going to be way more Mountaineer fans there than there are Pitt. Oh, totally.
2: And don't forget about the other JUCO guys we brought in. And I guess is is Murray State JUCO. Is that considered JUCO in football?
1: Right? <laughs> I, I don't you know, see, man. I don't think so. Well, yeah, either way, <laughs> I think that's a D two school.
0: That'll work. Yeah. Have you <laughs> heard? Have you heard Marcus Floyd played at Murray State?
2: Yes, Marcus Floyd did play at Murray State, not Western Kentucky. For you guys who listen to Three guys. but he's going to be huge at cat safety. And then Wesley McCormick was one of the highest graded JUCO cornerbacks, actually one of the highest graded cornerbacks in football a couple years ago. He's a guy we can use his depth in that secondary. I mean, we got a, a lot of guys uh, who we haven't seen, but we am I'm,
0: ex- I'm excited though, also for the linebacker room with Cuba and Oh um, Koba's gonna be a dude. He's yeah. gonna be a dog. And how how are we pronouncing that? Lee Koba. Lee Koba. Like okay. Lee Koba. I can't say Kuba. Okay. Lee Koba. All right, Cobra, Cobra the Cobra. Hey, I like it, and and you also have Bartlett playing in that bandit. And like. Cobra's wearing crazy eight, so that's got to mean something, right? Ooh. I mean, yeah, you're not just giving that to anybody. No, no, you're not. That's I'm excited to see him and how he performs. I think he could be a huge, uh, you know, cog in this defense. And like I said before, Neil Brown era def- defensively, we have given ourselves chances to win games. It's always been the offense that's held us back. Mm-hmm. I think we're finally going to maybe see that, and hopefully the the young guys in the secondary will hold up. You love the linebacker, and we talked about the depth there. Zach, if you want to go into kind of the depth there in the front seven now, kind of where we're at and, and who you think might be getting you know, getting a lot of snaps there on September 1st.
2: Well, one thing I want to hit on real quick before I do that, you mentioned the offense really needing to take a step up. I I really think, and most people may not even realize this, but with Neil Brown stepping back from the play calling duties and really getting to focus on the broad scope of the team and letting Graham Harrell take the reins, somebody who's you know a very valuable up and comer in college football as an offensive mind, somebody who's done it, you know, at USC. I mean, one of the biggest schools out there, and he's made it work in a big way. I mean, he that's going to help us a lot. I mean, somebody who's singularly focused on the success of the offense and how the quarterbacks play, those have been our two biggest weaknesses. And hopefully with the return of all five offensive linemen, if they can make the jump that they need to, you know, that offense is going to hum and at very least be much better than it has been and will complement that defense to make that a well-rounded team. We just got to hope it all comes together.
1: It, yeah, I mean, Complimenting football really is going to be there. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be there. And I, I, Zach, I think you make a really good point in that. You know, in, in Neil kind of recognizing, hey, this this hasn't worked. Let's let's change it up. And I, that's that's a huge ode to to Neil and you know the lack of an ego and understanding. Hey, this hasn't worked. And, and his I, awareness. I, yeah, the not awareness. a lot of coaches would do that. No, they wouldn't, and I think the other thing too, as we talk about the offense too, is is there's been a couple of times in the last you know two years shooting yourself in the foot. Can we limit those mistakes offensively?
2: Right, and that's that's what we got to do. We can't get we can't get too crazy and you know like you said, shoot ourselves in the foot, do anything that's going to make it harder for us to win. Uh,
1: like a bad snap at Oklahoma.
0: We we well yeah that I was going to say don't pull a Plexico, you know don't yeah.
1: Don't oh. shoot yourself. Don't, oh
0: shoot. Don't do that. I mean, that yeah, might have been low, but that's that's okay. <laughs> I mean he did aim low, right? I mean shooting below know, the belt. Aim low. Um hey, and so you know, you guys both brought up the point there about and we're kind of talking more about the offense again now. I do have one other quick question though. In in, in kind of concern slash want to figure out how you guys feel about this. The fact that you hear more talking a lot about four offensive linemen. Do you think – is that more motivation for Yates and for – Zach, give me this. Who is this? Hubbard. Hubbard. Is that more motivation for Hubbard and Yates? Or is that him really being honest and being like, we've got four guys I really trust, and and this fifth one, we don't have it, and should we be concerned? Because that was our issue last year.
2: Well, what's interesting about that is – I feel like they would be willing to say they have five guys they can trust, but right. that fifth guy being Jordan White, who's going to be more your swing guy inside. But like you talked about that move from Brandon Yates going to right tackle. Hopefully that's something they are using to motivate him all that talk between him and Hubbard, that competition. But I mean, we've seen, we've seen a good bit of Yates over the past couple of years and he hasn't done a ton to impress us. He's, probably would have been one of the offensive linemen that you see more often than not getting beat amongst the five up front. So it may be a mix of the two. Maybe they're trying to motivate him, but maybe they're also serious. Like, hey, you got to you gotta earn this job. You got to take it or it's not going to be yours. You got a guy right on your heels there in Hubbard. And, you know, he hasn't played football for us yet. The transfer from Virginia last year. Yep. But he's been with the team for over a year now. He knows what they're expecting. And, you know, if he ain't it and careful, he's going to lose that starting spot.
1: Yeah, I'm I was I, I think it's I think it's both because I think they're really wanting that to be a an all out competition, and I, and I think we've learned this from Neil too is he's not a guy that's going to kind of fluff. I mean, he's going to tell you exactly what he thinks. I mean, he's honest to a fault in those press conferences a lot. I think it's a mixture of both of like, hey, we got four guys we really, really trust. And the fifth one's up for grabs. It's whoever wants it. And they're trying and they're really pushing those two guys to fight to see who wants it more.
0: Hey, and luckily we've got Wyatt Milam and Doug Nestor on the other side of the line. So, you know, we can run behind them if there's an issue over on the other side. Right. I mean, hopefully. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah,
1: and I'm and I'm I'm excited for for you know for Doug because now he's you know he's not going to play half the year with his hand in a cast.
2: Right, and he's going to have another year of experience at guard where he was playing tackle at Virginia Tech, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, you know that's a switch. I mean, that's that may not seem like much of moving one slot over, but for these guys, it's a totally different technique all that kind of stuff.
1: Well, it's a different technique. And then that's really all he had played, I think, really even in high school. So, I mean, to kind of learn that and then, you know, like, you know, like we said, you know, he's going to have both hands this year. That that should mm-hmm. be a, a a big boost for him. And he's going to have a, a actual off-season of work, not surgery, rehab, and all that nonsense.
2: Right. And I'm going to feel much more comfortable with Wyatt Milan protecting JT's blind side than Brandon Yates. I got to be honest. Uh, no yeah
1: <laughs> I, yeah I, I i think mountaineer nation is in complete agreement there hey and three
2: three hometown bred mountaineers on the line how about that the mountain men the mountain yeah. men yeah My hey, thoughts exactly
0: hey and
1: in... so do you uh, let, let me pose this question real quick with with individual awards being what they are and i understand that that's not you know why you play it but there's a legitimate chance you could end up with multiple individual award winners on the national level with this offensive line if everything goes as planned.
2: I mean Frazier's already a preseason, he's getting preseason All American love, if I'm not mistaken. I wanna
0: see it.
1: Oh no, I want to yeah. see it too, but I yeah, mean let's... I, you I mean they they there's an outside shot, at least one of those guys walks away with some kind of big piece of hardware. Hey, let's hope as a
0: unit that they're just really, really good all together. And that's going to obviously push one of those guys into that level. I think that's the, the best way to go about it. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, you know, we are kind of talking about the O-line and the D-line. I like the depth um, of the defensive line. And I think that's only going to make the offensive line better going through this camp against that group. For sure. Um, you know, and I'm hopeful that part of the reason we're not hearing about a fifth-grade offensive lineman at this point in time, or one they feel comfortable with, is motivation, and also because the D line is very good. I mean, you've got Stills anchoring the that group, and you, you've got a lot of young talent. Even with the loss of Mesador. I love Jefferson and Thornton in there. Zach, anybody else that you're really kind of you've got your eye on there, you're hearing a lot about.
2: I mean, Taj Austin coming back for his last right. year alongside Stills. Great motivation there for Taj. You know? I mean, he, he's been pretty damn awesome ever since he went out a few years ago with that ACL injury. And, you know, he's kept his health. Hopefully that continues because he is a stalwart in there. Like, we absolutely have to have him. Obviously, Sean Martin is his backup, and will play plenty. But, you know, losing Austin would be a huge deal. He's, he's just as important to that defensive line as Stills, in my opinion.
0: Yep. And, and, and Martin, Martin, a mountaineer, uh, mountain man himself, on the defensive side, Bluefield, is good depth to Bluefield have. Us. Yeah, that's good depth. I mean, we got him over North Carolina. No doubt. He's he's a he's a player. Flip didn't we? Um, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I mean, so you also kind of mentioned, like, how do we feel about the edge rush right now?
2: Um, I I'm pretty comfortable with it, I think, and you know. Like I said, Austin's going to be doing a lot of that. Right. You know, they're running that more of a 425 look, I guess. Him and Martin are going to be heading that up, I think. Um, You're going to get Bartlett around the edge as well. And having somebody, Jordan Jefferson, in the middle to try and open things up for them. Like he's a big dude. And I don't know if you guys saw the athletic release something here probably a few days ago. I think it's something they do every year where they release a top 100 list of physical freaks in college football. And I believe both Alston and Jefferson were on that list. Or I know it was Jefferson and Ford Wheaton, but Jefferson was on there just because of his size and his athletic ability to couple with that. So, I mean, he's going to be swallowing guys up on that offensive line to free the guys up on the edge to get to the quarterback, get in that backfield and cause havoc. So, I, I, I'm I really excited he, about that, too.
1: Dude, yeah, I, I, mean, I think honestly. with Jefferson and instills, you, those are going to be the two guys everybody focuses on, and that's really going to help. We should be able uh, to clog the middle with the run game especially if that's what
0: Pitt wants to do in this opener. I, I kind of love that. And then, fellas, I also got to gotta be honest and say that I'm really excited about kind of where – kind of the trajectory of this defense, like with the Sonny Redwood inside. Zach, I don't know if you've read about him. I've I mean, heard of him, but I have not read a lot about dude, him, no. The dude is up to 290 now. Okay. He's only played football for about a year and a half. Um, he's gained 40 pounds, I think, in a summer. Wow, that's impressive. I mean, he's, he's a true freshman at the moment, but I mean, you're telling me a kid's 290 and used to be 190 a year ago? True. Uh, what? So I yes, think that's the you. guy we could hear about later on in, in the fall, potentially. Like, in the way the redshirt work, uh, rule works now. You know, we could see him later on in, in spot duties. I'm just intrigued by him a little bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's so much depth there. He may have a hard time getting on the field, but, I mean, injuries happen. And if it comes down to it and he's somebody that's got to step up, hopefully he's able to. But, like, you know, you've got you got guys like Jefferson and you've got the Georgia Tech transfer and Mike Lockhart. I feel like they like him fairly well, and he should get quite a bit of burn. Eddie Vestiernan, freshman from last year, Got some looks on the field as a true freshman. He should be another guy that gets in there. Hey Lawton, this South Charleston kid who transferred from Cincinnati. I'm sure he'll get plenty of burn.
0: I I like the fact that um, that Lockhart's played in some big game, in in some big stadiums, some big environments at least. Yeah, you know, in the ACC, and then also, I mean, Lawton, you know, Zekeal. I mean, Cincinnati was one of the top teams in the country, so maybe he's picked up some practice habits or some good stuff from them and able to bring it over. You obviously hope that he can make a little bit of an impact with us. Um, you know, I love the fact that we feel good about both our offensive and defensive lines. Like, we feel good about the line of scrimmage in this game.
2: Now, and that's granted, huge.
0: Pitt you got to win in the trenches. You got to win in the trenches. As well, like, Pitt's going to feel the same way. I have a feeling because that's what led him to the big, you know, ACC championship there.
2: Uh, and last you look year. at their defensive starters, they've got experience across the board it's mostly all juniors and seniors
0: it's gonna be a big batch for us at o-line versus their d-line in that game i mean we're gonna to have to break a big player too for sure and be sound with the football but i actually i feel much better about our defensive line going against their o-line though and i think that may be where we can turn the game maybe make some plays on defense people aren't expecting that because we got hit by the portal but we've got good players what you'd love to see
2: is a situation like we had against Tennessee that last year with Greer, our defensive line just annihilated Tennessee's offensive line. I think, I think, uh, Garantano is still feeling that shot by, uh, shoot, Bigelow,
0: whoa. big old Kenny
2: Bigelow. First old play Bigelow of that's the game. right.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. he's
2: still shaking. I think his teeth are still shaking
0: after that. Hey. And so, yeah, they should be. Is this the most anticipated opener since that Tennessee game? Oh, it has easily, to be. Right, easily. But then, like, even then, like, I think feel like this one's more anticipated than that one was. But I'd, that had a lot of buzz.
2: I'd say it's the biggest and most anticipated opener since we played Bama.
0: That's a good one. We've had some big-time openers, if you think about it, through history. Like,
1: yeah, I, say, we opened I remember the Ohio, Ohio State one. Yep.
0: Yep. As a at number one Ohio State came to Morgantown, we were, like, number 10. That was a big one. Like, we've had some big preseason. I want to say preseason because that's not – that's incorrect. It's – the opener, like – and that's what's great about college football, too. And that's something that the NFL can can never hang its hat on is they do have some times where they can go out there and kind of work on things. College, you got to be ready to go from the jump. Mm. Unless you're Alabama or a few other teams. Like, they can still make the playoff. But everybody else has got to be almost perfect.
2: Hopefully all this work in the offseason will get us where we need to be. And one last thing about the defensive line, you know, one of the things I've heard Neil Brown talk about since he came to West Virginia is really wanting to get to a point where they have nine guys who can play across that line and get, you know, true depth there. And they finally have it. Four years in, they finally got it. Now we got to see if they can stay healthy and we got to make sure that they're capable because I mean, they've got a lot of experience there too, but they've got to perform. And I I'm pretty confident that's going to be a really good group. Like you mentioned, one of the groups that you're most confident in.
1: Yeah. Well, and I I, I think, you know, that, that depth and the ability to play and what, and I think the reason it's going to be such a big focal point is because, I think especially probably the first couple of games on, I think for the secondary, as as you get deeper into the offense, deeper into that defense, into that secondary, giving them some time and some confidence and some cohesiveness back there. I think that's really, really going to help them out, which I think is why the the focus on that front, that front line is going to be as big as it is. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to have
2: to be. That front seven is going to have to help that secondary a ton because there's a lot of guys who haven't played a lot of football at this level
0: and they're going to need all the help they can get until they get their feet under them. But, you know, Zach, at the same time, like there are guys that have played football back there too. Like we're, I don't think we're as bad back there as everyone kind of – the narrative has been written that we are. I, I don't
2: know that it's so much You know bad. what I mean? I think it's just unproven. I mean, Charles Woods played good football toward the end of last season, and I think he's a guy that we're really going to have to rely on, and I'm super yep. confident in. But besides too. that, you don't have a lot of snaps in that secondary.
0: That, that's that been together.
2: Well, I mean, th- I mean those
0: snaps have in played big-time his, football. I mean, North Dakota State plays a a, a good a good brand of football. And like, oh, yeah. I like the Cox kid. Like he's played games on ESPN in the playoffs. Like that, the moment won't be too big for him. I don't right.
2: believe, but I mean, you've got, you've got guys like Davis Malinger who looks to be the starting spear, at least at this moment, he hadn't played a lot of football. He played, he played some snaps last year. He got a lot of special teams work too. And I like what I hear about him. But again, he hadn't played a ton of, you know, big 12 D one snaps and heavy quantities. Same thing with Wilson Lamb. He barely, I don't know that he played hardly at all last year in corner. That'll be a guy. Ajayi and McCormick, two guys that are new to Division One football. Burks at free safety. You know, he played a decent amount last year and played well. But, again, he's only in his second season. And then Floyd at cat safety, another guy who's new to D1 football. It's just – it's a lot of guys that you hear good things about, but you just aren't sure how it's going to go when the lights come on. You just got to see it.
0: Yeah. I guess you do have – I mean, that's – and and we're going to see it right up the jump. Right. They're going the other. baptized by fire. Yeah. It, but you know what, though? I do like the fact that Slovis – I mean, I hate that he's hurt, but that's a wrinkle in this thing. And it also – the changing coordinators for them. And seemingly wanting to be more of a balanced attack, more ground and pound than kind of – an aerial attack. Right. And I think that could bode very well for us in game one. I'm, I'm very kind of, I, I don't know. I'm just, I guess the right word to be was be pleased about that development for us in this game. I think that really can help us. Um. So so what's the backstory on this whole offensive coordinator thing? I don't know a whole lot about it. I've just kind of heard bits and pieces. So, I mean, Whipple, Whipple took, you know, Pickett it and did all he did with them. And then they've, they had a party in the ways and, uh, Narduzzi was kind of talking, talking smack, kind of saying that he wanted to get back to running the ball and playing defense. And they just threw it too much last year. And in the years prior with, with Whipple, even though Pickett got him 42 touchdowns and what, seven picks last year or something ridiculous like that. So, right. I don't know why you want to reinvent the wheel, but I don't think Narduzzi that good a coach to be quite honest. Uh, yeah, I, I would not disagree with that. I I don't I don't think of the Pitt program as being like on the rise. I think they had a really fortunate year and caught lightning in a bottle with Pickett hitting Addison a bunch and the ACC being down, and then boom, here's where we're at. Yeah, I
2: it's mean, gonna I, be interesting. I I'm sure a lot of people aren't uh, aren't too sure the Browns much of a coach either, but you know he's got to he's got to go out there and prove it. At least he, ate- he had his it year last year.
0: Well, Neil, Neil won. I mean, Neil won some big games and won ten games multiple times at Troy. Narduzzi was just know a, a DC, you know. So I'm, I'm with you. I'm with up you. to the
2: to the big leagues, he's got to he's got to prove it. And I'm this, I'm hoping I mean, this is the year for
0: that. This is the year. And and hey, let's let's kind of get into that real quick, fellas. Eat
1: shit,
0: and I know we kind of talked at the top about pre pre pit. Post pit kind of projections and kind of how you feel, I think that's an accurate statement, right? Like, it, I mean, it, do you even feel confident making any prediction before you know what happens in this pit game? Pain, I love that. Oh man, the old Mr. T video <laughs> <laughs> prediction pain. <laughs> um, I, I mean, quite honestly, though, I mean, like for the season, like if you beat pit and you're one and oh, you're okay. feeling good. Great. You, this is great. We we could potentially get to 4-0 before we get to Texas, yep. you, would, you think, right? But yeah, let's definitely. Just send, but lose, lose the pit. Come yeah. back and play Kansas at home, and let's just say – The letdown spot. The letdown spot happens. You turn the ball over. You know, Leopold's got those guys ready. They somehow find a way to finish you off, and you're 0-2. Is Neil Brown putting his house up for sale?
2: Not with a sixteen million dollar buyout, he's not.
0: Uh, I mean, but the, the seat will increase crazily if you're 0 and two. Oh, majorly. I mean, but oh, the,
1: the, the fan base will get very rowdy. But I if mean, if you were it, to lose
2: at Virginia Tech, on top of that, like it'd be it'd be bad, bad. I it'd mean, be worst the worst at
0: the worst case scenario is you're one and three heading into October. If that happens, I mean, I, I, and we've been a real a real deal, Neil. You know, fan club from the get, you've got to con. There's some things to consider. Yeah, without a doubt. But um, that's but worst case GA squad, though. That's worst yeah. case. Oh, and now I, the like, I mean, I honestly feel like you win this game. You win that game. You've got a real good chance to be at four and zero because you don't let down against Kansas. You're building off that momentum, and and it's still Kansas. You know, let's let's go ahead and keep that in perspective too. As as nice as that comeback uh, win was versus Texas last year, and all they're still Kansas, you know. Oh yeah. uh, And and then you and then you beat Virginia Tech on a Thursday night uh, with Grant Wells at quarterback. I mean, he was at Marshall last year, and at times did not look good. And so he's the Hokies' guy now, and they're in a first-year coach. Uh, you can win that game, and you're sitting four zero going to play Texas, who has an unproven quarterback who everyone is raving about, but we don't know.
1: A lot of things can happen. Yeah, uh, a, a lot of things could happen, but let's – because we did the worst-case scenario, but let, let's play this scenario out. Let's say you lose to Pitt and Tech and you're 2-2. Two two. Where where are you feeling?
2: Still not happy. Cause, I mean, you're losing the two games that really matter in non-con. And, and you beat Kansas. And you beat Kansas. Like, whoop-de-doo. Like, you know that, what? That, that doesn't give you be, any confidence hey, or anything. Those are hey, the exactly. Two, like,
0: you won the two games all season that you were meant to win that exactly. gives you no confidence. Can we say this? That reminds me of year 1 Neil Brown. Yep. You beat Kansas, you you won the opener somehow against James Madison and then you lost to Missouri badly and and got beat. I can't remember the other game, but uh no, actually you beat NC State, right? Weren't you 3 and 1? Yeah, 3 and 1. Yeah. Yeah. So excuse me, pardon me for throwing Neil under the bus, but like you don't feel like progress is made if you're 2 and 2 and and have only beaten Kansas and, and Townsend, right? Regardless of what, how much better the team is, and not only that, but win those bit two games at home. Oh yeah. Now, granted, I mean, that's a. I mean, it's is it. Are we? Are, do we think that's likely, or do you think three and one? Like we're going to find I, a way to win one of these games.
1: I, I think three and one is highly is is way way more likely than two and two or one and three. Agreed. Um, I'm with y'all. I'm with y'all. Here, 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 here's the question though: Which, which game are you, you okay if you lose? I'd rather lose Virginia Tech. I'm agreeing. Agree. Nope. Uh, okay. No, I, we're all in agreement on that one because I think three and one is probably the most likely scenario for September. Four and O's the four and O's the dream, right? But three and O, three and one's probably a little I, more realistic. I wouldn't even say dream. I
0: think four and o is is. I think it's well within reach.
1: I do too. Well, no, I no. That's what I'm saying. I, I believe that it is well within reach too. And if I had to make the picks now, I'm saying four and zero. Oh, but
2: it's ideal, but, is what you're saying. That's the ideal scenario, right?
1: That's that's the ideal scenario. But I think if if you look at it, three and one probably really what you come out of this thing with, which is perfectly fine, as long as you hey, know, CJ, the one's not pissed.
0: Qu- question: w- Why are you so kind of? uh okay with three and one i mean i granted it's better than the alternatives but like i i don't necessarily am going to uh <sighs> fellas i'm well, trying to say reluctant to put us on there but like
1: well, i don't hear i feel like 4-0 is
0: is very obtainable and is and, and i think we got a better than 60 percent chance of making that happen
1: no, I and I'm agreeing with you. the The reason I say that is, is if you look at it, we're I think the only D1 school playing two Division One opponents. Or the Power Fives.
0: No, we, us and so, what? Uh, one Colorado. Of the, yeah. Now, okay. question no Question on that, real quick. It it doesn't. That doesn't really matter. We're making a big deal about that
1: because. Yeah, but we're not opening with you know Townsend Murray State and. St. Mary's right. the Sisters of the Blind and Deaf. Like, but but in, like the end, cool.
0: you, in the end, you're still playing teams that you're going to match up on the field with them that, that individual day and get after it and see what happens. And, I mean,
2: that was a great gripe among some people when Dana was here that, you know, we always played a tougher non-con than most schools out there. And, I mean, that's kind of carried over through the Neil Brown era, which, I mean, obviously that scheduling was done years in advance. But yeah, and, I mean, and, that's that's just kind of how it's been for the past decade, honestly, since we joined the Big 12.
1: Right. And, and I don't have a problem with it. I mean, test yourself early. I I don't have an issue with with that. It's just as, as you lo- as you look at the schedule, you're talking about coming out of a Townsend game on a Saturday short week in going on the road to Virginia Tech ESPN Thursday night. That crowd should be. TJ. Electric, at least, CJ, at least did you're you able say, to rest a lot of
0: guys during that Towson yeah, game. Yeah, <laughs> I was getting ready well, a short week off Townsend. Give me a break, bud.
1: Okay, but here's the other question, too. You come out of with those games with Townsend. Can you come out of them healthy? Townsend? I mean, that's the yes, question for probably. everybody. Correct. It, it, correct. That's what I'm saying. Everybody kind of comes off of that. But, you know, it's a short week where, you know. Virginia uh, Tech
0: does not worry me one bit. Me neither. I think we're going to put them... If, into Correct, his sleeper hole and curb stomp them into the ground, okay. at Lane Stadium.
1: Okay, but here's the one thing we've
2: exit uh, Sandman.
1: Yes. Cool. Okay, but here here's the one interesting thing is this team isn't at that point where you know you can do the old roll the ball out and and hang a W. Blaine, you and I have said this when we taught baseball. You know, round you know round ball, round bat. Football's oblong, man. It bounces funny some some days that that that's my one hesitation yeah i believe four and oh is achievable and i think this team can do it but if you press me really really hard i i would tend to think three and one just because of some of the the intricacies in a the schedule b you got some newer guys stupid things happen we we've we've seen it
0: okay so cj does not have us getting to october undefeated I think me and Uh, you do that, correct? That's unfortunate. I certainly do. I do
1: too. Okay, I I can definitely see it, and I'm rooting for it. But I think obviously you're rooting for it, (laughs) right? And and I'm with you. I think there's over a sixty percent chance of that, especially if you come out of pit one and zero. Then yeah, that that number jumps up exponentially. But at the same time. We, we we've seen heartbreak and that just I, like i said I, I would be perfectly happy with a three and one start headed into the conference play i want four and0 but if you're asking me what my realistic feeling is i think it's three and one
2: here here's my feeling for the just overall course of the season i am cautiously optimistic i'm you know i'm not naive enough to think that this team is ready to roll and go out and win double-digit games without doubt i don't hey, really hey, that Zach? whatsoever. It's I'm gonna possible. go ahead and tell you real quick. I think 10
0: is attainable.
2: It's attainable. 10 wins is the ceiling for this team, in my opinion. That yes. is the ceiling. 100 percent I do believe that starting off four 0 is definitely within reason. While that pick game will be a you know, be a legitimate a challenge. Yeah. It will be a legitimate challenge, especially to start the season, you know, fresh, fresh off preseason ball and everything like that. First you're seeing in this squad with a lot of new guys. I still believe the 4-0 can be done. It'll just be a matter of whether or not they've done all their preparation and whether all these different changes between bringing in Daniels, bringing in Harrell, and all these other guys ends up making this team what they want it to be. It's just going to be interesting to see, and I'm excited for it.
0: Yeah, it, it. I think it's how quickly does the offense come together because it's going to have to come together for game one, or like you said, Zach, you know, we're, we're going to be disappointed. But just, it very easily could come together. And
2: one thing that we haven't even mentioned about that offense is the stable running backs they have. And I mean, there's not a ton, a ton of proven commodities in there, but they're guys that you hear a lot of good things about. And obviously, we've seen, you know, we've seen what those guys can do in spells. And math has showed a lot of good things toward the end of last season. Justin Johnson, you hear a lot of good things about. Even Jalen Anderson. Yep. Jalen Anderson has done things in camp that you hear about from time to time. And they've even got the freshman tight end converted to running back, and C.J. Donaldson, who they you know figure with a lot of their formations, if they'd like to run, from what I hear, they'll even maybe mix him in to where he can go in and out of the backfield, up to up the line. I mean, you just have a lot of versatility with him, and if they can get him mixed in in that in that way too, I mean, that's that's pretty great, especially coming from a freshman.
0: Yeah, and it, they they raved about Donaldson during the recruiting class. I remember him saying, we haven't had a guy who could do what this guy does since I've been here. Right. Interesting. Um, and like you said, Zach, man, there's a lot of talent in that room. And, dude, I love Mathis. I think his explosiveness is what this mm. offense has missed. Runs downhill. Yep. Very I physical. Think, don't get me wrong. Letty was very good. Letty had a bit of a plotter mentality at times. At, it just He couldn't break a huge one, but I think that's also because of offensive line. Let's – Let's That's go fair. ahead and say that to some extent, too. But I like Matt. It's like what we saw of him was very intriguing. Um,
1: yeah, excited I to see I, a
0: lot more of that.
1: Yeah, I was really like, you go back and put watch, watch the bowl game, you know, against Minnesota. I mean, he was running hard, one of
2: the very, only Bryce boss,
1: yeah. But like, you know, like you said, Zach, you know, downhill, he runs behind his pads. Um, that to me, But he is also a, has a the wiggle to him. Oh, yeah, no, let he does not have,
0: yep, wiggle, the wiggle. The wiggle, wiggle, wiggle goes to to Mathis for sure. No question over Letty. And Um, I I
2: like the fact that they, you know, have these backs that can do a lot of different things. I mean, you know, Mathis is a guy that you want to put the ball in his hands out of the backfield, especially just between the tackles, even get on the outside a little bit. Justin Johnson's more more of an edge guy and somebody who can receive out of the backfield. And Anderson's another guy you can get between the tackles. He's a big, more of a bruising guy, so... I like the versatility that that room can bring.
1: Yeah, I, I love that versatility. And I think, too, in, in talking about, you know, uh, Tony Mathis, I mean, he even flat admitted that, you know, he really worked on, you know, being able to catch the ball out of the backfield. I, I expect to see a little bit of that out of him to, to add just even that more to his game.
0: Well, you know, it's, I think, kind of a telling sign is Jalen Dixon dipped, he saw the town in that room and saw what Mathis was doing and said, I'm not going to get any playing time here. Did, I got to get out of here.
2: Did you hear where Lin Jay ended up Of Tennessee. Tennessee. How wild is that? That's
0: where he was. That's what I heard. Begin that with, was where he was,
2: was just, before he decided to go to Clemson.
0: Yep. It's it's crazy how maybe the grass isn't always greener. Interesting. Just right? more orange. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> orange. Hey, and speaking of orange, I know Zach, me and you, we got to finish this exercise real quick. We both have us 4-0. and how do you feel about Texas?
2: I mean, is Texas like, never back?
0: I don't think so. I don't so, either. So I can tap I can see us going in. If, you, if yours isn't right there yet. We could win that. Okay. Uh after that is Baylor. We don't That's lose to Baylor. Left. That's your first L. See, I don't agree with that. Baylor's tough, man. Baylor is tough, but they've never beat us in Morgantown. Ever. You're gonna have it. You're gonna have the home crowd. It's gonna be a Thursday night. You've had now had five games for Daniels in this offense to kind of start figuring it out a little bit. I think that's a game that's ripe for an upset type of situation, or a game we just find a way to win. So CJ
2: mentioned a short week coming off a game after Towson going to Virginia Tech. This time you get a bit of a break in between Texas. You get a bye week between Texas and that Thursday game against Baylor. That will help. But I still I still think that Baylor's gonna be just a little too tough to play. I think it'll be a hell of a game and I'm excited to be at that game on a Thursday night. Haven't had many Thursday night games in Morgantown for a while, have we? we? Haven't
0: had one in Neil Brown's era. Okay. I'm excited for it. Yes. Yeah, and, and
1: unfortunately so. Baylor also gets a bye that that week before as well. That's okay. I mean That's hey, what you'd
0: expect. The, yeah. I mean,
1: it comes down to how good is Blake shaping
0: that team. I mean, they're a top ten team starting. See, and that's fair, Zach. I get you. Um, let's say, let's say you find a way to win that though. The next game's in Lubbock. I like our chances this year going to Lubbock, we especially those, if it's a bounce back. We owe those MFers. We owe them. We owe about four times worth. I mean, Neil's never beat them. Okay, so if you get, if you're able to get to that point, things are still rolling. TCU at home. Okay. A very winnable game. None of us think Duggan's fantastic. First-year coach. So, you get to Iowa State on the road. They're reloading. I mean, they're not reloading. they, they got to rebuild. I don't think they're at a reload stage yet, to be quite honest. People want to put them there. How are we ranked eighth in the preseason poll, guys? Seriously. I saw
2: ninth by um, ESPN today. And, like, what the hell is that? I don't get that Where people not doing homework. I mean, I honestly think. I mean, I, I know we're West Virginia people. But I think the ninth is kind of outrageous. I think eighth is kind of outrageous. I think mm-hmm. middle of the pack. If you put us anywhere between, you know, four and seven, I could see that. Yeah. four uh, maybe a little
0: high. Seven. I don't think you know, four low still. I don't think four high. I mean, think about it. So, if you want to go Oklahoma State, if you want to say Oklahoma, we'll go Oklahoma still, obviously, too. I mean, people are putting Texas up there. Yeah, Bijan Robinson's great, but, man, come on. I mean, that I mean, team they, was they've got garbage last year. That was the softest team I've ever seen in person last year. Now, I will say, having
2: Robinson, Ewers obviously has to show it because he hasn't done it, but, I mean, he's got some oh. dudes to throw to. I mean, my God. We'll, we'll see. We'll- Ewers obviously has to prove it. Bijan Robinson may be the best running back in the country. I don't know if there's a whole lot of debate about that. Xavier worthy at receiver. That dude was a monster as a freshman last year. Jordan Winnington, another guy. They've got a, a wide out. I mean, they've got they've got guys on that offense, but they've got some inexperience on the front line that might end up coming back to bite them in the ass. But it's it's not like Texas is just a, a you know show, a, a given to be there at the end in the Big 12. And they've already gotten so much love in the preseason as usual. They
0: sure act like it. I know that's they how it always track works. Track it.
2: But I when mean, with Texas back
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean Ellinger claimed it, and that might be the that might be the best version of them that we've seen when mm-hmm. they when they took our spot in that in that game in 2018 and beat Georgia, a, a team in Georgia that didn't care to be there at all. So okay, that's probably last time Texas was back.
2: And just real quick, I'm looking at another team that's uh, listed ahead of us on their roster. Do you want to take a stab at who the backup quarterbacks listed as for Iowa State at this ro- at this time that I'm looking
0: at this depth chart? Rocco Beck. Rocco, the son of Anthony Beck. Give me a break. Great guy. If his son's starting to quarterback against us on November 5th when we go to Ames, Bad times. we're getting that W. Bad times for the Cyclones. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they've got
2: guys on defense who are coming back, too. Like, they've got Will McDonald and quite a few other
0: seniors. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. No, I'm sorry.
2: And Xavier Hutchinson's an awesome receiver, but you gotta have somebody to throw him the damn ball.
0: Yeah, and you don't have Brees Hall anymore. I mean, to me, I feel like Iowa State's gonna be hurting a little bit. They're not gonna be what they were. I'll say that. And dude, I don't, I don't think Kansas State is necessarily that team. With Adrian Martinez, he is a turnover-prone guy. Yeah, so now you put purple on him instead of Nebraska red. He's not going to turn the ball over. Now, granted, you have Deuce Vaughn. He didn't have that caliber of a running back at Nebraska for him. But, but he's a monster. He is, but I mean, and that I mean, they'll be good, I think. But we play those guys at home. I'm I'm excited for that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he's if he's good, if he's as good as they want to say he is, so like. Yeah, us,
2: us at eight or nine preseason could be a major miscalculation. Oh, I, I think that the
0: season over uh, for wins is five and a half on us. I Smash. love that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we're, we're, at, we're at worst, I think, a seven and five, eight and four football team. I think the basements six wins, but that's still the over against what they've got us at five and five or five point yeah. five. Hey, and I'll go ahead and tell you guys now, the first game that I automatically chalk up as an L is Oklahoma State on the road.
2: Yeah, certainly. Yeah.
0: So when Winning as tough as it is. If we get to that one, all right. That's pretty, that'd be a pretty good year, wouldn't it?
1: So you're saying we get over the Sooner hump?
0: I, I think we've got a chance to do it this year. I see I and I would no, love like, no, no I would have loved no, the game
1: to have been earlier instead of later, letting Venerables really kind of get settled in.
0: I think that's fair, but it doesn't matter if they're not as good as they've been. They also like it being at home. I love it being at home. I love it being late at home. If we have something to play for ourselves, opportunity for Neil. Potential night game, like if there's ever a time to get them, it'd be now. Exactly. Or they like,
2: ship off the SEC country.
0: I, I honestly think that the ceiling of this team is potentially playing in the Big 12 title game. I think that's an obtainable goal. I do.
2: I think that was a sneeze.
0: <laughs> yeah. That, I know it might have been a I lot, thought
2: it too, was but a, I, mean, <laughs> uh, I thought it might have been a chuckle, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a sneeze.
1: No, no, <laughs> Yeah, it was a sneeze. I... Blade, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I think they've there, there is a very good, good shot at that.
0: It's a dark horse. No, very good shot. I'm not going to go that far. But, I mean,
1: it, it could happen. No, I mean, I, I think it could. It's just it, it, as you look down at it. Eight and four is more likely. Yeah, I, I'm just looking down the schedule thinking where, you know, potential, you know, kind of trips could be. I mean, Lubbock's not an easy place to go play. I know we, own, we owe them big time. That that's a tough place to for that has been a kind of a house of horrors for us.
0: Iowa State Fair. I, I don't is, like the Iowa State one though, CJ. I can't go with you on that because of what they lost.
1: Well, no, and I understand sorry. what they I no, and I I completely with you in understanding of what they lost, but I don't know. It's just we seem to struggle there. Um and Matt Campbell's a hell of a coach.
0: We struggled there against Brock Purdy, CJ. We didn't struggle
1: against anybody else
0: this Decker's guy
1: I mean no and I know and I understand where you're coming from I'm just I, I, I'm looking he couldn't be some Morgantown I'll say that real quick
0: you know actually just, he did once that's right never mind sorry
1: <laughs> I, I mean you know it's just you, you, you kind of look at it and you're like okay well you know uh you look at it and you go, Okay, well this should be wins, this should be wins, but at the same oh, time Absolutely. Yeah. You know, there there there's gonna be potential pitfalls, that kind of thing. And then the other thing you gotta factor into it is what does what health role play a factor? Like, do you get banged up on the offensive line and that causes issues? Yeah. Does
0: Nico have to put on the cape and throw off the clipboard and save us in a
1: game, like
0: yeah, there's there's no questions. Or and does that's definitely worth taking into account because you think about
2: Daniels's injury history. Yeah, you know he's definitely no shoe in to start hey, with the whole season. I he hasn't like done the a quarterback
0: time. room's depth, by the way. Yeah, I mean at least you've Could got some be any
2: Green and some pedigree with Nico. Hey,
0: who's gonna be the backup? Is it gonna be Garrett Green?
2: Is it gonna yeah. be Nico? Or is I it think, gonna be Goose? I think it's Green, but I I will say I there are things green, that I saw from yeah, Green the screen, is in the spring game. He was he was legit for what was, for what that's worth
1: as I was saying green right now is listed as number two on the two deep from everything I've seen
2: yeah same here and I like I said I like Crowder but I just I think it's goose he's got the most in-game experience and as much as Neil likes to talk crap about him he's He's probably still that backup guy. Do,
0: do we do we think Garrett Green gets some run in the pit game if he's not the starter? Maybe an occasional play, like a sure, PO, like kind of how he did last year with Dagey, or is Daniels like I? I'll say real quick before we get done with this, like, and I know I, I'm, I'm I here's approach... the saying we could play in the Big Twelve title, but like, is Dan? Are we fully confident in riding with JT? Yes.
1: Yes, and you have I... to be. You have to be, and and I will say this, and I understand wanting to get Garrett in some snaps to me. I'd rather just see ride with j t. if he gets hurt, then then we'll that's a completely different conversation and discussion. I just I don't know. there were times last year when Green came in, the offense didn't didn't always seem to be on the right page,
0: and I'm okay with that totally, not having him involved. I just the only reason I even thought about it was listening to Bostic talk. About Pitt and how you get them on RPOs and some run plays, and I thought, you know what, maybe that might be worth looking into in game one. And, versus and I will Pitt. say,
2: I will say something about what you just said, CJ. Like it's, it's kind of, it's almost expected a little bit when you have a quarterback shuffling in and out like that, like they got to at certain points of last season, especially when the guy shuffling in has little to no experience. There's going to be mistakes. There's going to be missteps, but hopefully in his second season of doing something like that and coming in in certain packages, it'll be a little cleaner, a little more crisp.
1: No, I, and I would agree with that. I just, to me, it almost feels like then you're starting to spark the controversy. Should it be him? Like if JT has a couple of bad series, does the fan base then all of a sudden start clamoring? We'll you know, put that. him in a couple of times. I don't know. It just kind of goes back to the old, if you mm-hmm. if, if you got two quarterbacks, you don't have any.
2: I don't think it'll be the case with this. I think Daniels is your absolutely cemented starter through and through until he gets hurt
0: but yet we haven't named him yet what are we waiting on
1: i don't know i I will but see and i think that's that's also neil and you know guys to keep competing to keep pushing and understanding that you got to come out of the gates game one ready to roll i mean like i said you're not opening with james madison or, or you know I mean you're you're opening with a with a big time program and a rivalry game, you know. Yeah. These guys if they spent the entire off season competing, then you step into the regular season just ready to roll.
0: That's true. And after what happened last year with Maryland, I think they put even more emphasis on it this year. Yeah. Excited for it. I mean, hey, let's let's do it already. We're 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 down to 14 days now, I guess 13 more sleeps, fellas. Maybe 12 if you don't count the day of. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to do weird math on it's the fly. Here quicker Never good, but I mean, it's going to be here in a blink of an eye.
1: Yeah, Blaine's on that new math.
0: Hey, that's, <laughs> that's how, how the kids do it math. these days, right? You know, get the hey, common core math. Well, on. I mean, here, okay, here's the time out. Here is how game day countdown math works, though, fellas, just to give you an education on it. The day of doesn't count anymore. Once you wake up, that day's over, and so the day of doesn't count either. So you're down to like you know, we're down like, like twelve eight, days. It's like eight more sleeps. It's I think it's, it's twelve more sleeps. It's basically tomorrow. It might as well be okay. <laughs> it might, it tomorrow well. is Thursday after all. It, well tomorrow is Thursday. So we're two away. We just got to get through this one and one more, and then it's then it's the big one, fellas. It was it was great getting back out here.
1: And then we're and, uh, all calling off work on Friday.
0: Damn, uh, I'm, right. I'm flying. I'm flying to Boston anyway, fellas, and going to Fenway Park, watch the Red Sox, and uh, enjoy a wedding that weekend. So, hey, I, I'm already off Friday. But,
1: uh, man, two weddings in what month and a half? Go you!
0: Uh, hey, man, congratulations! By the way, CJ, to everyone out there, that listens, You know. Thank you. Hopefully, it's the it's the year. Of uh, the classics and the Mountaineers. So Absolutely. I think that would make you guys pretty happy. Get your honeymoon around the bowl trip. That's, you know. Hey, that
1: would not be against that. Yeah.
0: Get tropical with it. We know, we know. I threw that one in for you, Zach, especially, buddy. You know, Love it. Yep. Well, until next time, y'all. Take it easy. Let's go, Mountaineers. Let's go drink some beers. And uh, it's like 10 sleeps now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no sleep till Pittsburgh.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah
0: Where it began I can't begin to know But then I know it's growing strong.
1: Watching you, sweet Caroline Eat shit, pet! Your times never seem so good pet, Eat,
0: shit, eat shit. I've been i